Hallelujah. So let's take our Bibles in the book of First Thessalonians, chapter number five, verse twenty-four. 1 Thessalonians five twenty-four. He say, "He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it." First Thessalonians five twenty-four. He who calls you is faithful, and you surely what? He who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Hallelujah. Let's read also 1 Thessalonians, chapter number, uh, 2 Thessalonians, sorry. 2 Thessalonians, chapter number 3, verse 3. 2 Thessalonians, chapter number 3, verse 3. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. It says, but the Lord is faithful. Hallelujah. But the Lord is faithful. Who will establish you and guard you from the evil one? Say, but the Lord is faithful. Say it again. The Lord is Now, what is faithfulness? What is the word faithful? What does it mean to be faithful? To be faithful, they said, faithful means to be firm in adhering to the promises or in observing a duty. To be firm in adhering to promises or in observance of duty. Hallelujah. Now, I want to give you another definition of faithfulness, and that you will not find it in the dictionary. And that's what I think the Holy Ghost planted in my spirit. I say faithfulness is the ability to remain the same under any condition. Hallelujah. Faithfulness is the ability to remain the same under any condition and stick to the original intents. Hallelujah. So when we say God is faithful, that's what we mean. God does not change when it comes to what he has said because of any circumstance. Hallelujah. So God is faithful. Say God is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. So if you don't know that God is faithful, you give up. You give up because things don't look the way it should look like. Now there is a reliance that we have on God that causes us to stand in the midst of opposition. Where we come to the place where we are, we are able to say, not me. The Lord said it. I said, the Lord said it. I said, the Lord said it. I said, the Lord said it. Some people, God has given them promises that they will be blessed. And the moment the promise comes, then things go completely sour. They don't understand that there is a testing including in the promise. Every promise of God has a range of testing in between. Because you cannot, you cannot properly manage the promise if you are not trained to manage it. Hallelujah. And because people don't know that, they open themselves and they go down. Along the way, you are tested. If God is faithful, God wants his children to be faithful too. So along the way, you are, your faithfulness is tested. Are you going to say the same thing when it looks like not what you say? 
Are you going to stand the same way when it looks like not what you say? Look at Jesus. He will say the same thing even when things go south. He was going to pray for the daughter of Jairus. He has promised, I will go with you and pray for her. And on the way, they said, the daughter is dead. Jesus said, don't fear, let's go. If it were you and me, we turned to him, we said, even when you told me, I think the Lord revealed to me that. Come on. Somebody asked me a question and he said, when it comes to healing, what is the idea of the Lord timing and the Lord will? I say the idea of the Lord timing and the Lord will is our inability. It has nothing to do with God. It has everything to do with human being. It's our own inability uh, to, 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 to walk in the fullness. And because we, can't, we are not walking in the fullness, there is this thing of timing and being and stuff. But I asked him a question. I said, did you ever see Jesus going to a sick person and say it was his time or it was not time? Have you ever seen that? So why ask? Have you asked yourself a question like that? It's our own inabilities. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not blaming. We all have our inabilities. So sometimes because our inabilities, things don't work out. But leave the name of the Lord out of it. Let's be honest. Let's say we don't know what happened. We knew that we couldn't. But we are trusting God for next time. But stop justifying this stuff. They brought a crippled man. They broke the roof. They put the guy before Jesus. Jesus didn't say, it's not time yet. Jesus said, my friend, your faith has made you well. Go and sin no more. First of all, he said, your sins are forgiven. He said, who are you to forgive sin? He said, for you to know that the Son of God has authority over everything. You now stand up and walk. The man stood up and walk. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I know that this is not an easy thing to swallow. But that will push us to go and, 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 and seek him more. Hallelujah. Every time something happens to me, I don't say, no, God, God, no. I say, Lord, you didn't fail. Somewhere, somehow, I didn't pick something right. I'm going back to you so that next time when I meet a case like that, I will not fail. That's your attitude. As a believer, that will be your attitude. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. We are here to train winners. We are not here to train losers. I want to be like Jesus. That's the aim of my life. When I appear, I want Jesus. I know he's in me. But I want to give him full expression. So that he can manifest fully in me. He is faithful. I say he's faithful. We can rely on his faithfulness. Look at God said to the people of Israel in the book of Joshua, chapter number 21, verse 43 to 45. Joshua 21, 43 to 45. I'm reading quickly because of time. He said, so the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their forefathers 
and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. Let's go. The Lord, God, the, Lord God, the Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers and, do, and not a man of all their, their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hands. That's 45 now. Not a word fail of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel all came to pass. My Goshalist. This is what I'm talking about. Now, the, the thing here is that I want to submit to you that those to whom the promise was made didn't enter it. The Lord was faithful to his word. But when it comes to people, his faithfulness to them acquiring what he said to them depend on their attitude. They said not one of his words fail. Imagine those who died. They will say God didn't do it. Remember the people when they came out of Egypt they were all dancing because God has said he's taking them to a promised land. Can I submit to you that those who dance there only two saw the promised land. But the promise was made to them all. But only two had the promise. But yet the Bible says, not one of his good promises failed. But to those who were dead, the promise failed. But yet the promise didn't fail. Hi. Because the promises of God are, are transgenerational. All you need to know that when God speaks to you, he's not just speaking to you, he's speaking to your seed as well. Ha! So, so if you don't do it right, your seed will do it. And then you will say, God didn't do it. But God did it. Hmm. Hmm. I hope somebody hear me today. The promises are transgenerational. I say the promises are transgenerational. You see, when they came to the gate of the promised land, God said to Moses in the book of Numbers, you can read it, Numbers 13, 14. It's the same 10 of, 12 of them, 12 of them in the promised land to go and spy the land. They did not know that the land was already given, although God told them. They failed to rely on the faithfulness. When they went to the promised land, they saw the giants, like you and me. God said, you will be blessed. Then suddenly, your bank account is dry. God said you will be blessed. Suddenly your business collapses. Then when you come out of there, you change your talk. I think that I didn't hear properly. I think God, you are missing it. Your children will see it. So when they came back, they said to God, they said to Moses, the land is real. But there are some complications. <laughs> we need to elaborate on it. Because when we went there, I believe that God never knew that there were giants. 
So he made a mistake. Maybe it should have been the lane next door. But he gave us a lane with the giants. So we think this is not it. Because this land that we see swallows its enemies. Because then they start to describe with details. They say, we saw the descendants of Anak, the giants. And, and, and when we saw them, we looked like grasshoppers. So we will not be able. And Caleb and Joshua stepped forward. And they say, shut down. This giant that you see there are our bread. Their protection is gone. And God is with us. And God will deliver it into our hand. The Lord heard it from heaven. He said, these are my two men. These are the two that will enter the promised land. Listen, listen, listen. Caleb testified. He said, I was 40 years old when we went to, to spy the land. And he said to Joshua, today I'm 85. And as I'm strong as I am here, I was there. Because God did not only keep me alive, but he kept me the abilities. God is faithful. Doesn't matter the giants in the land, they are your bread. I said, I don't care the news I will give to you, but that part of the ingredient of your bread. Yes. It's part of the process. People think when God promised that he will bless them, then the next day, everything is open up. When they wake up in the morning, the limousine is there. Uh, the children are all go good at school. When the children go to school, they are top. Sometimes God says, you will be blessed. Your child comes and he's struggling with mass. Then you say, my child, I don't know what is going on. You see how we destroy ourselves. Then we start to change. We start to change. We start to do other stuff. Listen, God is faithful. Say to your neighbor, God is faithful. Look, it took a man named Abraham. I'm talking about the faithfulness. It took a man named Abraham. It took him from the land, from the land of Mesopotamia. He said to Abraham, leave your relatives, leave your father's house, and I will bless you. Abraham left, knowing that the one that has spoken is faithful. But he did not know even where he was going. But he relied on the one that spoke. Now, it's not every day you will know what is happening. Oh, because some of you, when you don't know, you feel out of place. You want to be in charge. I know some people sitting here, they say, I want to know. I want. That's why God is not speaking, because you want to be in charge. Sometimes you just need to rely on God. Hallelujah. You need to rely on his mercy and his faithfulness. You say, I don't know where I'm going, but I know he knows where we are going. Hey, I can't swim, but he can swim. So if he say jump, I jump because I know he's there. Abraham left. The man Abraham left and God promised him. He said, Abraham, I will bless you. And Abraham went and then he went to the promised land. The Bible said he was like a foreigner and a stranger in the foreign land. But God has given him the land. Not everybody is foreigner in South Africa. Yeah, you must know that. 
Some came on divine appointment. <laughs> so when you talk about your foreigners, you must know who you are talking about. Hallelujah. Abraham had the land. The owners thought he was a foreigner, but he had the land. Then Abraham was growing old. And God said, I'll give you children, your descendants. So Abraham says, God, Eliezer, my faithful servant, must inherit everything. God said, no. Eliezer is there to go and look for a wife for your, for your child. He's not there to be the heir of the thing. And Abraham did not know. If the body of Abraham was dead, you know when God made the promise, he waited until the body of Abraham was dead. Ah. He waited until Sarah's womb was dead. And then he said, now it's time. It, he, he, he came down from heaven, walked next to the tent of Abraham. Bible says Abraham was standing at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. In the heat of the day, he was still standing. So it's not because things are not good that you are a reason to collapse. It was hot Abraham was standing. Ha! He stood his ground in the midst of complication. And then he saw the free man coming. He had the eyes of the spirit. He hosted the presence. My God. He entertained the presence even in the heat of the day. So when things were going south, Abraham was entertaining the presence of God. He knew that he cannot give up on his God. Although my body is dead, but I see God. Although my body is not, is not responding, but I see God. Abraham stood. Listen, Abraham was old, wrinkled. And by that time, God has already changed his name. I don't know if you hear what I'm saying. Remember when Abraham was walking around and Sarai started to call him Abraham. The people knew what it meant. Father of many nations. But they look at him and say, but you don't look like your words. Imagine how Abraham and Sarah was the laughing stock in the community. They called themselves blessed of the Lord. But we can see they are sleeping under a bridge. They call themselves blessed of the Lord, but they can't meet their commitment. They call themselves blessed of the Lord, but they don't work well. They call themselves blessed. Abraham starts continue to call himself Abraham. And God came in because he continued to call himself Abraham. God came in and God says, Abraham, it's time. You're going to have a child. And Sarah laughed. Remember I told you she lied in the presence of God. Abraham, Sarah laughed. And Sarah said, at my age, she, you, you could have come a bit earlier. And now there is no womb to host even a baby. God said to Sarah, is anything too hard for God? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This morning I want to ask you, is anything too hard for God? The Bible said God spoke the word and he said, by this time next year, I am coming back. And when I visit you, a child will be in your hand. I'm here to tell you the impossible will become possible in your life in this month. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what you are confronting. And I don't know the promises of God in your life that seem far away from you. I am being sent this morning to tell you that God is still on the throne. And there is nothing impossible to him. If you can stand in the heat of the day and you can entertain the presence of God, the word of God should surely come to you. And God will do what he has said he would do. 
The next year, Isaac was born. In the midst of contrary evidences. And then Paul brought into the revelation in the New Testament. In the book of Romans chapter number 4, if you read from verse 18, he said the promise was made to Abraham. But without weakening, without being weak, and without staggering in his faith, he grew strong and gave praise to God. And what God has promised to him came to pass. So he became the father of many nations. So, so Paul is coming to the New Testament and telling us that the key to access the promises of God is steadfastness. Don't change your words. Don't change your belief. Don't change your action. Stay with God. And God did it. I say God did it. I say God did it. I say God did it. God did it. If he did it for Abraham, you have a seed of Abraham. I say you have a seed of Abraham. I pray that the promise made to you will be fulfilled in your lifetime and also in the life of your children's children. I pray that you will see that you will not be like Israel that didn't see it, but the children saw. I pray that you will see it and your children's children will see it too in the name of Jesus because the promise goes to your seed. Ha! So your children are obligated to be successful. They are condemned to be successful. Because the seed is, of the righteous is blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? Amen. I say, are you blessed? Amen. Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse 19 to 20. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse 19 to 20. He said, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Salvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Ha! For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen to the glory of God through us. For all the promises of God are yes and amen. Oh, people, God does not make promises to make promises. He is the owner of the universe. He's the creator of heaven and earth. Before he makes you a promise, he has already delivered the promise to you. You are the one that needs to receive it. Hmm. And people are sitting there and they think it's all over. At my age, will I get married again? At your age, sit there and talk about your age. Don't talk about the Lord. Talk about your age. Your age will take you south. At my age. You, you talking about your age. I don't think I will get a job anymore. Yo. You? Continue. Oh, the Lord told you. 
I have healed you. <coughs> I think my lungs are affected. You. Who told you? Say to your neighbor, who told you? Listen, if the Lord says something, believe it. Believe it. Even if it seems like not, believe it. Proclaim it. Walk with it. Hey. Behave like what God said. If the Lord said, I will bless you, you start to behave like a blessed man. Oh, you don't talk like a broke, a poor man. You talk like a man that owns everything. You see, you talk so much that people think that it's already there. Hallelujah. Because you talk what God says. Praise God. Somebody say praise the area. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Look at the case of, of Joseph. Look at the case of Joseph. He had two dreams. And God didn't tell him that between the dreams and the fulfillment, there will be struggle. So Joseph had the dream, but the reality does not display the dream. But he kept on trusting God. He never denied the dream. And he went from being a slave to a prisoner and still the dream was in his heart. And because he did not deny the dream, God knew he has character to host the promise. And God said, now this boy can host the promise. Because if he had become what he said he would become with the character he had, he would punish his brothers. But now he has come to a place to realize that his brothers were not really his enemies, but they were used in a way to propel him into destiny. And he said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, God turned it for good. Ah. So you come to the place where you understand, doesn't matter who does what. Doesn't matter if your mother-in-law loves you or not, if your father-in-law loves you or not. If your husband treats you well or not, you come to a place where you know I am going somewhere. And in this journey, whoever does what is part of the fuel for the car that I'm driving. You have been set for destiny this morning. And I'm here to tell you, listen, that's why I didn't come to teach. I came to release a word. Oh, those who have an ear must hear what the Spirit is saying. This is a prophetic word to you. I don't know where you have come to. I don't know what is in front of you. But the Lord has sent me this morning as a voice that screams in the wilderness, that cries in the wilderness, and say, it's time that the Lord arise upon your life and the enemies will scatter. You need to know it is your time. So even if you receive the news that is contrary to what I'm saying, say, uh-uh, 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 I've heard it. And I believe it. I've heard it. And I believe it. Joseph became the master of Egypt. After being a prisoner in the same land. Oh, it's not how you start. But it's what God has in mind for you. 
you will finish this race well. I say you will finish this race well. I say you will finish it well. You will finish this race well. In the name of Jesus. That's why you need to learn to be humble. And say to the Lord, this time it did not work out well. But it's not you. I will look for you. So that next time, uh when it comes around again, I'm equipped. The thing that, that, that makes Christians not to move on is the explanation that they have for everything. We explain everything to make ourselves comfortable. I've learned not to create excuses. It didn't work. It didn't work. It's not God. Hallelujah. Job spoke that funny language. The Lord has given and Christians are speaking that the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away Maven. oh you are still in the wrong dispensation I'm trying to pull you out of that dispensation and bring you to the right one yes hey 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 Lazarus died and Jesus said the Lord gave the Lord took away may the name of the Lord be praised Jesus said where did you put him hey he said, where did you put him? The Lord gave and the Lord will give it back. The Lord gave, the enemy took, but the Lord will give it back. Oh, where did you put him? Imagine Job was there. I said, brother Yeshua. <laughs> I want to teach you something. You must say the Lord gave, the Lord took. And then the Lord did his mercy wall. Jesus said, where did you put him? Show him, show me the grave. Do you know, do you think Jesus didn't know where he was buried? He knew it. He knew. Why did he tell them where did you put it? Where did you put him? He wanted to teach them something. That you confess something, you go back to that confession. And change the confession. Where did you put him? I said, where did you put him? Where did you put him? So it's not just about death. It's about everything. Where did you put him? Where have you put the promises? Hey, where have you put the grace of the Lord upon your life? Today, go back to that place. And God will stand there and say, arise. And the Bible says, he that was dead, my God, he that was dead, came back. He came back bound. With grave clothes. And Jesus said, I have nothing to do with this. You tied him up, you untie him. He raised the daughter of Jairus and he said, Give him food. Ah, why didn't Jesus give him food to the daughter? He would not, because he's not the one that stopped giving food. They stop giving food because they say she's dead. So Jesus said, go back. Go back to where you stop and continue the way you stop. Go on. I hope you hear what I'm saying. We are victorious. Say, I am victorious. In the name of Jesus. I am victorious. I am victorious. victorious. 
it is settled. I say the matter is settled. I say every matter is settled. You can rejoice in anticipation of what God is doing. 